0: Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 328 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Wednesday. Long weekends right around the corner, folks. We're almost there. And hey, I got a special guest for you guys today—the big man himself, Catlin Big Snake joins me. Ice Wars three competitor, of course, he took part in the heavyweight tournament that went down about a month ago in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, you know, put on a great. Came up a little short, but but had a hell of a run, and he uh, took on. He won his first bout with Zach Hughes, and then had a had to go to extra rounds, and unfortunately he lost the decision to Andre Thiebel in the semifinals, but, uh, great showing by Catlin. And, uh, yeah, we sit down, we talk about obviously the, the ice wars journey and, uh, but also his, his junior career, when he, junior B, junior A, playing senior at like 15 years old. And, uh, and w- w- it was a fun talk. And I appreciate Catelyn taking the time out to, uh, cause I know he had hockey and the kids are all over the place and, uh, busy dude. But, uh, he, I appreciate him taking the time to, uh, to, uh, sit down and, and talk with me today. So, um, usually, normally the episodes I know come out Wednesday morning, whatever, but, Catelyn and I had arranged this for, t- uh, this afternoon. So, uh, bear with me. A little late, but we're, hey, still here on a Wednesday for you, folks. But, uh, obviously, before we get into the interview, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk long today. I know I always say that, but I'm not going to today. We'll get to the interview with Catelyn. Nobody wants, nobody tuned in to listen to me ramble. But I gotta do this, folks. We gotta pay the bills and I gotta talk about a few friends and, uh, you know, and a few, uh, news stories. But, um, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. A hundred shows on the network now is, oh, it's growing by leaps and bounds. But, uh, I'm over on the original content creator side, myself, Terry Ryan, and Joel, Joel Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, Alec at the Five for Fighting Podcast, Jordan at Five in a Game. Yeah, they stick us over in the corner. We're over there. But, uh, that's my crew anyway. But, uh, as I said, uh, uh, Joe Lazito Coliseum Chronicles. Check uh, his latest episode. It's part one with Ken McCrae. It's an off-the-island. Uh, normally covers Islanders stuff, but when he does a player that didn't play with the Islanders, etc., he calls it off-the-island. So, yeah, he sits down with Ken McCrae for part one, so definitely check that out. And, again, Joe's got an outstanding back catalog. Mick Fakoda, Strudwick, Asham, all those guys. Definitely give it, give it a listen. Check out his show. Alec at... Uh, The Five for Fighting podcast. Um, Oh, I I don't want to. I don't want to hit car problems, folks. I'm telling you, yeah. The uh, the Pinto's down and out, and uh, he's looking for some new rubber, new wheels. So we'll we'll see what happens. He's going to have to uh, dip in, dip into the uh, the 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 podcast money, and uh, we'll see what he gets. I don't know if he's looking for uh, for a, a VW van. I don't know what cloud he's looking for, but we'll see. But, uh, I joke. I, I shouldn't joke about car. There's nothing more annoying than car problems. I just went through it myself. So I shouldn't poke fun. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that and work and, uh, he's been pretty busy, but definitely another guy. Check out his back catalog by Lois, Rob Ray, uh, Mike Segroy on and on. Great. Does a great job. and uh, he has an episode coming out right around the corner. Uh, should be, uh, actually probably tomorrow or, when the day after. We'll see how the I know he has to go car shopping now, so that might uh I I don't know how uh enthusiastic he will be about uh recording a podcast. We'll see. But in the meantime, definitely check out his back catalog. And of course, Jordan at 5 in a game, he's still uh working the rigs. Uh he'll be coming home back to Cape Breton uh in the fall here, and he will pick up where he left off and he'll be he'll be back at it. So, we'll have some new content shortly coming from him and uh yeah. And if you happen to be on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. But if you are and you're crazy like that, give me a follow. I'm a 4th Line Voice on Twitter. Well, X, whatever it's called. I'm always going to call it Twitter. 4th Line Voice on Twitter, uh, as well as on Facebook. And uh, and also on YouTube. Give my YouTube channel a, a follow. It's, uh, again, 4th Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,000 fight videos on there. All different leagues. Junior, pro, you name it. It's on there. Just a little search engine. You can type in you know, East Coast League or whatever, SJHL, AJHL, stuff will come up. So definitely subscribe, and if you watch a fight and you like it, hit the little thumbs up button. I know it sounds corny, but YouTube loves that stuff, and it helps in the algorithms. And uh, Oh, and I forgot to mention uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to your show, uh, if you could rate and review my podcast. A little star rating there, if you could hit that, that would be great, because, again, it helps in the algorithms. Uh, you know, when you, like, listen to a podcast on the side, it says you might like as well. That's how you get into that, is from the reviews and stuff like that, and the star ratings. So, if you could do that, uh, not only for myself, but for Joe, or for Alec, or actually any podcast that you're listening to, or any YouTube channel you watch, if you like the creator's content, definitely, I, like, I know it's, the little thumbs up thing, ding, you know, yeah, yeah, I get it, but, Seriously, though, it does help. So that is the one way as uh, that is the way as a listener that you can help the creator out uh, big time, actually, by doing that. So and download, don't stream, please. (laughs) There, I'm done. I'm done with the rules. But uh, we'll do a little do a little sponsor here and then uh, we'll get into it. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope or text HOPE-NY. Or In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, 21 years, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
1: And now back to your regularly scheduled program.
0: Actually, really, the, I will I will save my ranting and raving for for the weekend. I won't go into my week on the internet. Oh, I got a couple good ones. Uh, but I will I won't do that. The only thing I'll throw out now we have a we have a signing, another signing, and former guest of the show, Cade McNelly, has signed with the Fort Wayne Comets of the East Coast Hockey League. And uh, look forward to seeing what Cade can do as a pro. Was solid in the Western League, and uh, and you guys will dig him. Throw big, big D man. Throw throwback, a uh, little sandpaper back there. He's not afraid to throw down. Uh, yeah, go on. You uh, uh, to all his fights are on there because of course he just finished up junior with uh, with Seattle uh, Thunderbirds and uh, played last year in the BC League and a little bit of college. And, uh, yeah, just got us some paperwork to wrap up and, uh, some loose ends to tie up. And, uh, he will be ready to rock and roll in the East Coast League. So, good luck to Cade. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he does as a pro. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, the East Coast League's shaping up. There's some Ryan Devine, of course, Ice Wars champ. He's down there now in Kansas City. And, you know, we'll see if, uh, Newber and them sign. And, Travis Howe, I think Travis Howe might be staying in the AHL. But, you know, Anthony Collins is still around, Skiho, I mean, there's tough dudes floating in the East Coast League, so we'll see what happens. Nico Blatchman, of course, favorite around here, so yeah, there'll be some fighting down on the coast, so looking forward to it this year. Um, but anyway, folks, how about we get into this? Uh, yeah, once again, I want to thank Catelyn for coming on the show and taking time out. I know he's a busy dude, and uh, yeah, I look, uh, I look forward to hopefully down the line, we'll see him at Ice Wars 4. Whenever that may be, I'm here in October. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens and, uh, look at, at, regardless, looking forward to it whenever it happens. So, but, uh, here we go, folks. Uh, enjoy my conversation with Catelyn Big Snake. Thanks, guys. All right. I have a special guest here on the fourth line voice, Ice Wars competitor, Catelyn Big Snake. Catelyn, how you doing tonight?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. How are you doing?
0: Very good, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. And uh, yeah, we're well before you know. Obviously, the folks will know you, you know, from uh, Ice Wars Three that just kind of went down uh, about a month ago there in Wyoming. But uh, before we get into all that, uh, we're gonna get a little bit of your background. Uh, where were you uh, born and raised, and where did you play your minor hockey?
1: I was uh, born and raised in Sixa, Alberta. It's, uh, one of the first nations, uh, in South Alberta. It's actually, uh, second biggest in Canada, I believe. Um, so that's where I actually played all my minor hockey. And Razor Midgets, I played there. My first year midget, I was approached by Oshawa Generals yep. to go play with, uh, Jonathan Taves. So, me and him are actually the same age, and uh, when they came to come watch me, they told me that I'd be going there to go protect him, and I was, think, 16 at the time, 15, 16, and they asked me to go protect Jonathan Tavares, and uh, the whole deal of it all was I live with him, I play on the same line as him, and if he ever gets traded, I get traded with him. So... That was kind of a little highlight in my little minor career there, coming straight from the res and all of a sudden, Officer General's knocking at the, the door.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, well, I mean, obviously, you know, we have to talk about uh, Robin, Big Snake, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's your older brother, correct?
1: Yeah, that's my bigger brother. So I had to learn how to be tough with that guy <laughs> well I was
0: going to say there There must have been some interesting uh, some int- growing up uh, some interesting fights down in the basement I'm sure
1: oh yes, oh yes, lots of those
0: yeah well and I mean obviously he, uh, being older and of course he played in the Western League and in the Ontario League uh, you know so you're obviously seeing what he's going through um, you know did he have any kind of uh, any? what was his advice to you if he gave you any
1: you know his his advice was always adversity makes you stronger. Yeah. Um, his hockey career was a bit tough. He uh, he actually tried out with the Red Wings and moved on to Rangers and then signed with Atlanta, I believe. And his his story is very interesting. I mean, I looked up to him my whole life and. You know, my my whole life I always thought I had shoes to fill, and you know, he as a big brother, I really felt he stepped up for me. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Yeah, he. Uh, I remember watching him here in the in the Western League, and uh, yeah, he had a and a solid minor minor pro career, and uh, yeah, and uh, but uh, well, getting back to you here. So I mean, you're talking to Oshawa here at 16 and everything, and um, did you go to camp at all, or did uh, what happened with that?
1: So with that, um, like I said, my older brother, Robin, went through a tough time in the dub and everywhere, and Mom and Dad really didn't have interest in sending me anywhere. And So once we got that call, I everything was going smoothly, and I sat there and I had a chat with Robin, and, you know, he told me some stories that really opened my eyes about, you know, living on my own and being indigenous. And, you know, it's a lot more bigger battle for us. So personally, I sat down one day with my mom and I was like, mom, I really don't think I want to move away for hockey that far. And she's like, yeah, um, let you know, I already let him know that you're not going. So she kind of answered for me before I even, Answer for myself.
0: Yeah. Well. You, yeah. Well, you did end up going to uh, uh, the the Prairie Junior League here in Saskatchewan, uh, Ochapeways, the Thunder, and uh, twenty two games, hundred thirty eight minutes. So you came in swinging. Um, what, what? How did, How did? Uh, how was the Prairie Junior League? How'd you? Uh, how'd that go for you with the Thunder?
1: You know what it is. It's it's really interesting, uh, actually, how I came about it. So, I was um, I used to jump on with the senior team. So when I was fourteen, so that's that's how Oshawa heard about me was when I was fourteen. I played the men's men senior A on our nation called the Sixty-Got Buffaloes, and I uh, I strapped them up a couple times. And my first time ever playing. Uh, We played Loman Lakers, and I I showed up to the game to be a fan, and I looked in the dressing room, and there was only six players, and I jokingly said, I'll suit up. And they said, yeah, yeah, jump in. And so I ended up jumping in under someone else's name. (laughs) And (laughs) I ended up fighting in the third period. Well, before I fought in the third period, I got the only goal, and then I ended up scrapping. I shouldn't go for the Gordie Howe, but that assist wasn't coming.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically where it started. And then, so like I said, I kind of just carried on with life after Oshawa and I jumped back on with the Buffaloes for an exhibition game against the Brooks, uh, Blackhawks. And when I got to play Brooks, uh, there was this big meathead on the other team and I knew that was my guy and I was, fresh 17 year old so right away I went out there and I chased him around the ice for a couple shifts and he didn't want to fight me and
0: oh okay, yeah well well sorry to cut you up but we'll try this again you were uh sorry folks we're having some technical difficulties here but we're back uh, you were just saying when you suited up uh you were chasing the guy around
1: yeah yeah so I was a uh, went to go play Brooks there and I was chasing around uh this big guy and We didn't end up fighting and right after the game I uh, was walking out and the Brooks, uh, I mean OCN Blizzard pulled me aside and I was like, damn, what are they doing here at Brooks? Apparently he had a friend on the team he was just coming to hang out with and yeah, he ran into me and, you know, next thing he calls me a couple days later, a couple days later from there, so within a week from initial conversation, I was flying out to OCN to play with the OCN Blizzard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, well, and then OCN, I mean, one one of the, uh, you know, story teams, a lot of of names have gone through OCN, of course, in the Manitoba Junior League. And uh, what were your first impressions out there?
1: Oh, man, it was like, it was cold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was cold. But we actually... We went into our first home game, uh, me in the rink, and I, to be honest, I can't remember this guy. I think his name was Lechman. Last name was Lechman, but they used to call him the Lechman Monster. And so that was the first game I had. I always heard about it, and sure enough, I jumped on the ice, and man, there was like, the rink was absolutely packed. There was nowhere to sit. And we had, like, old grandmas and grandpas with uh, paddle uh, goalie paddles. And they were hammering the side of the boards, And they are yelling at me, like, go, Big steak Like, <laughs> the atmosphere was just unbelievable. So I was just roused right up. And they, everybody kept saying, yeah, you're fighting the Leckman Monster. Leckman Monster. I'm like, all right. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do this. So, anyways, uh, Lechman gets on the ice, and I look at my coach and Doug Headley. Doug Headley. Yeah. Looks at me, Snake, and I say, like, "All right, jump out there." And like I'm just so used to like fighting men, you know, and I had to make sure I was always ready and protected. So I literally get out there and I say, "We going?" And he says, "Nope." I was like, "No, we're going. I'm here to go." He- and he's like, All right and so right away I thought he was gonna jump me so I rip off my gloves and I grab him like as quick as I could and he's looking at me and he doesn't drop his gloves and I'm like, Drop him and then he goes to skate away and then everybody starts booing, and then he drops. So we end up going end up kicking his butt <laughs> and then after that, um I get back to the I back back to my billets and my billets like, Check this out, Snake and he shows me the big uh, MJHL, um, I don't even know, the site or whatever. And there's people all talking about our fight. And then one of the comments on there said, the Leckman the Monster is now known as the Leckman Mutt. <laughs> <laughs> so ever since then, that, guys, always been called Leckman Mutt. I apparently a couple of my buddies who played with and let me know that. I thought that was
0: kind of funny tremendous um like well and you're saying like you know you're obviously with robin and stuff and he was always a physical you know fighter physical guy and you know and i mean he would fight so obviously growing up like you said it was a physical environment and everything else so did you sort of just kind of just slip into the basically into the enforcer role without too much problem
1: yeah like to be honest you know when your older brother kind of leads the way and you know. You kind of see the, the outcome of it all, like the fan favoredness. And, you know, you walk around in the rink, and I'm wearing my Big Snake jersey, and they're saying, Hey, nice jersey, buddy. And me, I was always a little brother, to be like, Yeah, it's my older brother. You know, like, so I always looked up to him. And, you know, once, once I knew he was a gamer, you know, I definitely had to be a gamer myself. And, but Robin is actually a really highly skilled play yeah. also, right? So, Very good. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too far behind him on that part, too. <laughs> I like to put the puck in the net at times.
0: <laughs> you can't always be fighting, right? But uh, No. Well, so, like, kind of your first year of junior there, you kind of, you know, you get sent down to, uh, like we said, uh, Ochapaweiss, and, uh, you know, 22 games, 138 minutes, uh, you know, uh, four goals and stuff, so you're playing what was the, just your like you said you were playing senior at fourteen and fifteen now all of a sudden you've made the adjustment now you're playing you know teenagers like yourself sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen um how how did the fight then this is kind of your first year of junior how did, how did the fight how did the fighting go overall for you uh you know what a lot, a lot of
1: people never really fought me I was actually kind of I as always a big boy and not very I wouldn't get too much opponents to step up. Um, I mean, sometimes I'd mix it up and then get the odd guy to jump me and then takes me out of the game. But to be honest, I didn't really fight too much. And when I did, it was, it was
0: quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After that season's done, well, like you said, then the following year you actually end up with Quinnell out in the BC League. Did you go back to OCN at all first or did you just go right out to Quinnell?
1: Yeah, no, I went right out to Quinnell. Um, I had offers from all over
0: junior hockey
1: in bait in both, uh, Canada and the United States. Um, but I had a lot of offers coming from BC and I spoke to a lot of the past players and a lot of them said BC was the league. So, uh, Quinnell gave me the best offer and yeah, I went to go play with Quinnell for a few and it is crazy because uh, we went into we went into tryouts and everybody knew knew me as there as a the fighter and there was this other guy named Taylor Holst he was he was our supposed to be our superstar well he was our superstar and he had eight points in three games or something like that yeah I ended up having eighteen points in three games. <laughs> So I was like I was I came in pretty good shape into Quinnell and, you know, I was ready to actually play hockey and my first exhibition game I went up and I took the puck and just as I was crossing the blue line, uh my skate caught, caught a edge in the ice and I ended up popping my knee and that took me out damn, maybe for about six months, but I was I was still on Quinnell's roster right until the very end and then yeah, right at deadline, I at that deadline, asked for a trade because I wanted to play more. And they end up saying nobody wanted me, and I ended up going back to OCHAP that year. And as soon as I got off the flight in OCHAP, that's when Larange called me. And because it was past, I think, 6 o'clock or something like that, the deadline was passed. So they couldn't sign me as a player. So I signed as an EP for Larange that year. And end yeah. ended up. Um, I end up staying in OCHAP for one week just to hang out with family because that's where I'm also from too. My mother's from OCHAP Boys Nation also. And, yeah, so I hung out there for a week. And then after that, I headed up to La Ronge and we started our playoff run. We ended up winning the league and going all the way to RBC, I think third overall in the country that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a good move to go to LaRange, but – I was going to say when you were in Quinnell, um there was a couple times there well like you said that Trevor Hurts I mean he was in the ended up going to he was your leading scorer and he ended up in the Southern Pro League. There's another guy there yeah. uh Skylar's uh Smoot Smotech. I mean he is yeah, in the yeah. He, yeah, he ended up in the Southern Pro League as well and uh yeah, there's a bunch of guys I noticed on the on the Thunder while well, he played with you on the Blizzard too was uh Sterling Bear.
1: Yeah, that's actually one of my relatives.
0: Yeah. He was a solid junior player.
1: Oh, he, he is, you know, he is different. He was, like, he's one of those players that didn't even have to try. And he made moves. Like, I've never seen anybody toe-drake. i never seen anybody, like, when someone's trying to poke check and instead of lifting their stick, he'll kick their stick, you know? It's, he was definitely a special player, but. That's yeah, bear for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, my friend coached him out in Miramichi, out in the Maritimes, and uh, he loved him out there. But he said, "Oh, he could, uh, he couldn't believe he the stuff he'd get away with. Oh, he wasn't afraid to, uh, behind the play. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that but, that's bear. Yeah, I don't want to go too far on that one, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but yeah, he loved him. Yeah, what point to game play? Thirty-eight points in thirty-seven games, two hundred minutes of penalties. Like he was doing it all out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I know I yeah he uh, I like because when I was looking at the roster here before we got going, I was like, oh, I've heard that name. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like afterwards, after like the LaRange season's done, um, you know, it's 2010 2011 and um, you know you. Is that kind of like what happened? It was that that was just. I know you played the one game with Brooks and uh, in the Alberta League, and uh, you know, and a little bit with Ochapeways again. But um, that was just sort of the end of the hockey line for you. No, so um, right after right after that, um,
1: I got offered to go back to LaRange. They actually offered me a captain spot, but um, Dad wanted to get all his boys back together and win the league for our nation. Our nation has never won our, won the senior league. So I end up, you know, I thought it was time when I actually went to Brooks. It's kind of a, a gong show, you know, like I literally stood at the blue line and I got 10 minutes for standing at the blue line during warming. And then right after that, I go and hit this guy and he bails. And he actually takes out my knees and I get a kneeing penalty, you know? So it wasn't any more fun for me and once Dad said he was gonna coach, I felt that I should just go back and play for the nation again and we end up actually going two years undefeated.
0: Yeah, I mean I yeah, I, I did read that and I saw it on your Facebook and stuff. Like you've had you've had a really long run in senior hockey. Um and just for like, I have a lot of listeners that you know are overseas or in the uh, in the states and stuff. What, um, like, how, how big is senior hockey for you, like in Alberta and stuff? So, just to give them the idea. Yeah, so
1: senior hockey is actually not not that big. It, it's it's a little more different in Alberta. I mean, because so a lot of the towns are close together.
0: Yep. So
1: after after those two years, I uh, I actually just traveled every weekend playing in these big native hockey tournaments, like and we had like all the tough guys there, like John Morasty was there, Ashley Langdon, DJ and Dwight King. Um yeah, was like so we had tough guys in these native tourneys that basically I was called in to go fight them. <laughs> yeah. But I did that I did that right from pretty much right from the end of my junior to today. Like I yeah. still do that today, you know, go play pretty much all across Canada and there's big native tournaments. And that's how like a lot of the elite hockey players in the native community all know each other from all these tournaments. And, you know, those are like, I got to say, those are the best hockey, you know. It's rough. It's old style hockey. It's, yep, it's tough. You know, and and the moves like like you're talking about Sterling Bear, and you know those are the kind of moves you see on the regular
0: and that kind of in that caliber. Oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely yeah, solid <laughs> players for sure, and and like you said, plenty of toughness. while well, just the the names you listed off. Who's the who's the biggest name that you fought that the people might know? Do you ever fight Morasti? You know what? I tried to ask Morasti and.
1: Thank God that he didn't say yes, but he didn't say no. <laughs> but I still stood in front of him just to make sure that I was still there. <laughs> but the toughest guy I fought was probably, damn, Sheldon Wenzel. Okay. He played, yeah, he played a few games in the East Coast. He was actually um, he was playing during my brother Robin's era. And yeah, so I say that's probably the toughest guy I fought that I could remember. Yeah. Not too good of names, but Ashley Langdon, another one.
0: Oh, how'd that fight go? He's a tough dude, man. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was quick. Um it was quick. Like I said, we kinda had our respect for each other and he had a job to do and I had a job to do and I showed up and yeah, we just we just went down right away. <laughs>
0: Well, like you said, you played right up until while you're still playing, obviously, but um, well, now we got to get to Ice Wars. Okay, so this is how the folks know you, like I said, they saw you last month there in Wyoming. How did the whole Ice Wars thing come about? Did you get a hold of them, saying you wanted in, or or did they get a hold of you? How did that happen?
1: Well, so I, I was I had a pretty good relationship with uh, John Morasty, like I said, and then I got to know AJ Galante from the beginning because they were calling, uh, but I was busy at the time and I was even in shape for it, so I was even I was even ready to commit myself into this. And then one day I was out um, with my father-in-law and we were we were peeling teepee poles. So those are like our our houses. Yep. And we're out there and there's no service and. So I'm like, you know, I'm heading back into service. I'll see you tomorrow. So I headed out, and not even two minutes, I get a call from Morasti And I saw two things. He's calling me for Ice Wars. Second, he's calling me for a part on Shorzy. <laughs> 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 well, it wasn't the Shorzy call. So, but yeah, he ended up asking me. He says, Nick, I got a spot for you. Interested?" And I just told him, you know, give me two minutes. I gotta call my brothers. Cause, you know, when we when we go into war, I make sure my brothers are always there with me. So I called them, and they said, "Yeah, it's up to you, brother." So I hung up the phone and yeah, sent him a message and told him I'm in. And, man, it was definitely experience and a half. I gotta say that's probably one of the best things in my life to happen.
0: Well, and like I know you put up video, like you, you when you're working out and getting ready for it. How how uh, how much heads up did you get? Was it about a month notice? Forty two days. There you go. Forty two days. Forty
1: two days to get ready. And I, I I smoked a lot of cigarettes. Like I used to smoke a lot. So I literally quit smoking. And like I said, I wasn't in the best shape. But man, I put my head down and I gave her every day. I gotta say that. Uh, my brother Cody he was probably my biggest pusher in all of this and uh another one that I'd like to mention is Reagan running rabbit uh he's actually an MMA fighter and he's the one that got me ready and you know gave me that confidence that i could do this right and like- yeah there's definitely
0: it is huge. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, had did had you seen the first two? Like did you know what you were kinda getting into? I mean obviously there's YouTube and stuff so you can watch it, but did yeah. you know anything about ice wars ahead of time? Yeah, yeah, like I said, they called me for the first one, but I oh, right. was, yeah, yeah.
1: like I said I wasn't healthy and then the second one I was actually invited for a guest, so I showed up and watched it live and I thought, damn, I think this is something I could enjoy.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were in Edmonton. I wish I had seen you. I didn't see it. I was there too. Um, yeah. Um, well, so, okay. So you get down to Wyoming. Okay. Here we go. We're, we're ready to roll. Um, what's, when you first get there, kind of what's the, how are you feeling? Like, you know, you said you had 40, 42 days, you quit smoking, you, you know, and everything and you're training. Um, are you feeling pretty, pretty confident with yourself or you a little hesitant? Like, like, how were you feeling when you got there?
1: Oh man, like, like I said, I play a lot of Indian hockey tournaments and like every weekend was a different feeling. You know, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into and, you know, I really, I had this uneasy feeling all the time. But when I got this ice wars call, I knew I was going into a battle and you know what? I, I went in there with full confidence as walking away with that crown. Like, I felt it like I was trading super hard. I was, I was outdoing a lot of the guys that I thought were in shape, you know, and, and I, I was just felt like I almost went in overconfident, but,
0: well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down here. So your first fight, you're in the heavyweight tournament, it's an eight-man heavyweight tournament, um, turned out to be seven, because unfortunately Schmidt couldn't make it, but, uh, your first fights with an MMA fighter, actually, is Zach Hughes, who's, I think he's about the same size as you are. Like that was the land of the giants. That fight. Um, what was like? Did you guys have a like? How, I guess how do you you can't game plan for that because there's no video of him playing. So it's like, what was your mindset going in with him? Like, what was the what was the game plan? I I, I
1: thought you know what my whole life I was always tested and you know there's no bigger testing than this one. And, Literally, I was going in thinking, I'm going to smash this guy. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get in close and stuff. And then literally an hour before the fight, it hits me that this guy's an MMA fighter. Not only that, he has three inches on me. He's six I'm six six, And I'm like, this guy's going to have reach. So I started thinking, man, this guy knows how to throw hands, huh? but he has reach. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going in to eat them. And literally, that's how it was. And every time I tried to get in close on him, he'd hammer me with his left. I tried to swoop it. I tried to fake in. I tried everything to try to get away from his left. But in the end, I, like maybe about the four-fifth punch I ate, I was like, you know what? I got to eat them to give them. So I ended up having to, boom, eat one and then give five. You know? That was my game plan. 20 seconds in, I guess you'd say. <laughs> well,
0: and I, well, I noticed cause I, I, well, obviously I was watching the event and everything and I've gone back and watched it since. And I watched it again today before I spoke with you, your two fights. Um, you were really going to the body with him. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming in, hitting the body and then going up top with it. And it was like, uh, you know, and one thing I did notice, well, I got to ask you, of course I ask everybody that's been on ice for it, How was the synthetic? What was that like? Had you ever been on synthetic ice before?
1: Yeah, so I actually bought my own synthetic ice to train for it. Okay, and um, and it was it was it was definitely different. You know, I felt like I was the most comfortable on it. Yeah, but um, how where it was set up, there was a couple divots in the ground where your skate would dig in. So that was the tough part for me, and I was trying to focus on trying to stay away from those parts. But other than that. I felt like I was most comfortable with synthetic. I I train on it every day. Like like I said, I was pretty confident going into this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you didn't have a real problem with it then on synthetic. Um, While well, and I was laughing because of course we did the ice. We did a review show. My friends and I, Jay and I, and, and Alec, and uh, we were kind of talking. We were breaking down each fight. And when we were talking about your fight with uh, with Hughes, it was like I was laughing because every time you guys would go down. Oh man! Like, was it? I don't want to say it was on purpose, but when you went down, did you just dead weight him? Because it looked like you were just falling flat on him, and like, yeah, just...
1: so, My brother Cody was like, every time you fall, you got to try fall on him. Yeah, so a couple of times I fall and I like miss him completely, and I fall right on the ground. <laughs>
0: Yeah, cause I was gonna say, cause it was, looked like a few times, it's like you just pancaked out on him. And it was like, yeah. well, and that, and I mean, you know, and he was obviously, you know, he's an MMA guy. So I mean, it's not like he's as comfortable on his skates as you were. So it was like, it was kind of off balance a lot, but I, yeah, we noticed that. But overall, and I know talking to a few people, how was the altitude? How did that take a, you had to be sucking wind or how were you? Oh, All right.
1: Man,
0: not, not even 15, 20 seconds
1: in. I was, I was in a panic mode. Like, I looked at my corner, and my thoughts are like, do I keep swinging until I pass out, or do I tap out, or what? You know, because, you know, in the end, I didn't even train for altitude at all. And, you know, that's something that I'm definitely going to put into my schedule now.
0: Yeah, well, well, obviously, everyone was in the same boat, but it was like, yeah, that would be... uh... Because I know, I talked to a couple guys, like I talked to James Brooks, I mean... He trained cardio like hard and he was just like even then when he got there, he was like, Oh my god, I thought I was gonna die, you know, within a minute here. But um Well, so you win your first fight with with Zach, and then you end up with Andre Thibault, um, who played in the L N A H and stuff, and obviously, you know, six one you had the height advantage and the weight advantage on him and stuff. Um going into that fight, did you uh, again, what was the game plan with him? Did you have one going in?
1: Yeah, so my game plan with him was to actually go for the knockout. I wanted to make that fight quick because I knew that my next opponent there, um, Divine, Divine was definitely in shape, and I wanted to make sure I was going in there one handy. And yeah, that was that was my game plan was just to knock him out. And I just couldn't stay on my feet at all. Like it just felt like I kept digging in and. Every time I try to dig in to plant myself I'd just fall forward and I'd try to kick my leg up and i just, it just wasn't working for me that fight. So it was pretty funny when the second round was over and I went over and <clears throat> I went to my corner. I was like, Damn boys, sorry. Don't think I got this one and they both just uh they just both laughed. So it's all right, it's all right. The, the ref comes over, taps me on the shoulder, and says, Snake, you're going for round three. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I had a little bit, of, little bit of a chance there. So if you see there in the third round, I actually went for the big ball. Yep. And that, that's when I actually hurt my hand. And after that, I couldn't grab. I couldn't do anything. I was just kind of just. You know, live for the moment from there on. And you know, and Tebow is a tough man. I, I, uh, while I was training, I was practicing this three-four combo. And in in the fight, you'll see where I pull out a three-four with a left hook, right hook, and I land both of them square. Yep. And in, and in and in my training, that was supposed to be my finisher. <laughs> this guy ate him, and I'm like, holy shit, dude! You're supposed to go down right now. <laughs> He, he comes at me and I'm like, oh, all right, this guy's a tough little dad. So He is. A
0: t- he, he was, was a tough – yeah, you guys put on a hell of a show. That was a great fight. and uh, Yeah, like you said, he's a tough dude. and Yeah, he walked through a few of those shots and so did you. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, obviously he got the decision at the end. But uh, just overall, how was your uh, – I know you've kind of alluded to it already, but just, you know, after it's all said and done and you're kind of sitting there, you know, Uh, and uh, what was your overall experience with ice force?
1: You know, it was definitely a life-changing experience for myself. Uh, You know, just to be healthier and, you know, um, open my eyes because I know I can help the community in, in any kind of way now. And, you know, I get a lot of messages to this day talking about, how I helped them through through their week, you know, and how they're starting to work out. And I actually started doing motivational speaks and just to speak about my life and how I got to where I'm at today. So, like, the whole Ice Wars experience is just unbelievable. I mean, all the guys are awesome, you know. Shout out to Charlie, the beauty, Maraski, you know, everybody was very welcoming and, you know, I felt like you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. At one point, actually, I actually had a pretty good laugh there. Um, my little brother, Cody, we're sitting there, and I'm getting dressed. I'm actually all dressed, and we're looking at each other, and he's like, bro, have you ever been in a dressing room with this much meat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. I look at all these guys, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually sitting with a room with a bunch of beasts right now, like. You got to be different to be in that ice sword. I got to say that. Like, oh, absolutely! You know, I, yeah, I, I I thought I was tough, but you know that's that's definitely some tough stuff. And yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well after well, we'll play the we'll, we'll kind of play the what if game. Well, unfortunately, you said you hurt your hand, but if you had picked up the decision against uh, Andre there and end, had to fight Divine, how do how do you think that would have went?
1: You know what? Uh, so if you watched the first fight. You notice I'm moving around a lot, you know, like I'm moving, like I'm skating corners. And, yep. And um, in my second fight, I'm not doing that. I'm literally walking to him and stuff, eh? Yep. I'm walking to him because my brother's like, hey, you got to save your energy. So that's another way I planned for that fight was to save my energy was I, by just standing there waiting for him to come to me or walk to him, right? Not just yep. really stride around. But
0: uh yeah. <laughs> well, I I guess the the big question is are uh would you be ready for, would you do Ice Wars 4? Would you do it again?
1: You know what? I'd love to do it. Hey, there we go. That that, that was, you know, just like I said, every single battle was an awesome way. Even like getting a call from you, you know, like Sitting with my boys, and he sent me that message, and I show all the boys. Yeah, you know that—that that was just a little more motivation, not only for myself but for them. Like they—they they could see that, you know, was just a little bit of hard work and, I guess you'd say, blood,
0: sweat, and tears, you could come a long way. Absolutely. Well, like you said, you had the training videos up and you were looking good in those. And, uh, you know, you had the chief, the merchandise, you had the whole deal going. Uh, I know you're busy and you got hockey going on and everything else, but before we get, before I let you go, we'll just kind of throw out, I mean, like you said, there was a bunch of people, you know, uh, from your reservation and stuff that when you went out to Wyoming, do you have any sponsors you want to throw out? Any, any names? Yeah, for sure. I'd like
1: just a shout out to, and James with SC Selects. He's actually one of the teams that got me to where I'm at today. Uh, he sponsored me to get out there. I'd like to send a shout-out to my nation, Six my chief, Orey Crowfoot, and then our health rep, Tyler White. They're one of the big sponsors for myself. Uh, Drumbeat, that'll be Mr. Sparvier. He the one that stepped up for me too so those are the big ones anyways and then for my parents my parents went above and beyond for me we we run a we run a business called snake stitch and that's who who helped me through everything with the merchandise and training and yeah
0: well, yeah, you have to worry about work. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, it, but it's a big commitment. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's serious time and these guys are serious fighters. It's not something you're just going to do part time and just kind of wander into it. Like you got to take it serious or it's not going to go too well. Um, no, man, that's, that's awesome. But I was asking you today, I, I wanted to, I was going through your Facebook there and I saw your picture and, uh, the hat with the snake on it. That's a badass hat, man. How, how does someone get one of those? What a hat is that? So that's actually my uh, little brother, Cody's tattoo business
1: called Snake Venom Tattoo. And, and uh, yeah, that was his logo. And like I said, he was kind of a big, big part of all of this. I told him, hey, brother, I'm going to make sure I'm representing you when I step up on on that stage because, you know what, he meant a lot to me.
0: No, that's cool. Well, Cody, I know you're going to be listening to this. We got to talk here. I got to, I got to grab some couple of those hats. Those are, those look badass, man. I was digging those. Oh Yes, you could send me your ID and I'll send you something. Oh, there we go. We'll, we'll work something out. But, uh, well, I'll, I'll well, Catlin, I, I really appreciate you coming on tonight and, uh, and taking some time. And, uh, I really look forward to, uh, you know, down the line here, Ice Wars 4. I, I heard it's kind of happening in October here. So hopefully, uh, we'll see you out there and, uh, we'll yeah, have to, and sure. we'll have to, we'll have to do it again. And we'll, we'll talk about Ice Wars 4 hopefully.
1: Yes, and hopefully that time I'm holding the crown.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm know, I'm know what I'm working with now. So,
0: yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Well, before we go, I mean, that's the one thing, right? Now, okay. Say they phone you up. Hey, you want to go in it? Yeah, I'm ready. But this time it's like a like a one off. Maybe you're just doing a single bout. I mean, that would how would that change your whole mindset? It wouldn't. I mean, like no, I said, no conserving energy then if it's just one fight, I guess. Yeah, 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 I guess,
1: yeah. I guess that would be a little bit of a better thinking. But,
0: damn, I,
1: I you know, whatever comes my way, I'm ready for it. And, you know, it, it is an awesome time, man. And I really appreciate you giving me this call and this opportunity. I, I know my my sons are going to be ecstatic about this and probably going to be all over the rules <laughs> the spread. office and everywhere so
0: well that's cool though I appreciate that spread the word folks yeah but uh no man I appreciate you coming on I'll let you go cuz I know you're a busy dude but uh thanks again and uh we'll definitely do, we'll definitely do this again all right thank you hey take Have easy man you, you too okay. Bye-bye. bye bye bye